Thompson. Welcome to the Super Empty Show, episode five. We're still here. I'm going to say that every episode. I don't care. Episode 40, I'm still going to be saying that. This week, we're talking about Donald Glover and his self-comparison to Tupac. The new Crisis and Elzai album come out in a couple weeks called Jericho Jackson. And we are lucky enough to have Durham rapper and Twitter super user Danny Blaze in the building. I love Twitter super users. Yeah, I, hope, I hope that social media stays around forever. Twitter, best of best of the best, best of all the platforms. I think Absolutely. we're of the same mind on that one. And Danny, the best on the platform. So we're really in special company today. Give him the blue check. <laughs> we're still without our producer, Holland, but we're in the capable hands of Justin today. And we also have young Giannis co-hosting with us. What up, fam? What's up, man? Does anyone have anything to say? Any, any opening statements? I'm happy to be here. Okay. All right. Happy belated to uh, Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla, uh, yes. yes. He'll come up later. All right. With that said, let's run it. Run it. Run it. Run it. I run. I roll. I blow. I blow. I blow. Guys, it's that time of year where everyone in hip-hop is talking about college dropout's birthday. This year it just turned 14, so I have a tough question for you guys. Uh, you think in 14 years we're going to be talking about Lil Pump's debut album? Yeah, I, I think so, as probably the turning point in... Um, <laughs> The, the downfall of, of hip-hop. I really yeah, hope yeah. you're wrong. I really hope we're not talking about his album in 14 years. What Probably a weird the, number. Yeah. For, why they choose 14? Well, we do this every year. Yeah. This it's comes Kanye. up every year. I mean, I remember when it was 10 years, 2014, that was the 10-year anniversary, and now I just think this happens every single year. It's that kind of album. You don't think it deserves to every single year be no, it, commemorated? it's fine. It's good. It's good. <laughs> the album's great. No, it, I, it's, it's not a reflection on my opinion on the album. You're just it's like, just, why don't we celebrate Doomsday every year? Yes. It's actually on well, my calendar, true. in fact. I have it marked 420 uh, as the oh, day true. that the album came out. That's so, why you have it marked, okay. Yeah, that's a special <laughs> holiday for me. He's a big 420 fan <laughs> for not the same reasons. Uh, well, today I did want to talk about a guy who actually has more similarities to Kanye than some people might think in Donald Glover, although maybe there's no disagreement on that here. But he has compared himself in the past. He said, he said I'm an offspring of Kanye which I think is, is fair to say. Mm. Um, and he was in an Esquire profile, and he compared himself to Tupac, which got some people talking. I thought it was fair, but I, I didn't know what you that, guys thought of that. That one I would like to have explained to me a little bit more. Uh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess I just don't see it as much as... The Kanye one makes sense maybe just because it's more recent to me, like understanding how you can. Yeah, I can see how he's literally um, someone who was an age yeah. that he listened to Kanye's music. And maybe if you're talking about the whole renaissance man of, of, of Tupac and sure, but at the same time, I could use it. I could use a, a better explanation there. If We're, you have one, Ryan. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe <laughs> if you want to give us the, because there's a lot of different directions a uh -huh. Tupac comparison can go. And I'm curious where you think that might align. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't necessarily write the book on this opinion, but I, I, I'm here to defend it a little bit. I mean, I think that the multi-platform aspect is, is fair as far as, obviously, with his life cut very short, like we didn't necessarily see all the things that he could have done, but he had made the transition into doing movies and not just like hokey movies, but something in Juice that's like very well respected. Um, and he himself was very well respected as an actor. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, he had the multi, multi-dimensional, talented aspect. And then also, I think, he, what, what Glover said in the interview had to do with positioning yourself in a place where you can be seen like as um, 
putting yourself in a cultural context that is separate from like just yourself as a person. You're seen as this like uh, talent that people can look up to that like means something to kids. And so, I mean, I, I think to a lot of people that might be overstating his impact, but I, I thought it was fair because I think a lot of people yeah. look up to him and also in untraditional ways. I think that's another dynamic I like is that like he, both of them kind of broke some bar- some standards that people expected from them with Tupac and Gangsta Rap mm-hmm. and some of his songs that went veered away from that. And then also Donald has talked on and on about ways in which he didn't fit the profile of what you expect from a black rapper from Atlanta. Yeah, I would argue that he's just not nearly as controversial as Tupac. That's where I have mm. the problem yeah. with the comparison is that Tupac was incredibly jarring. His, like you said about his music, he's... Uh, you know, changes and dear mama on one side and hit him up on the other. And this spectrum in between that is much bigger to me than the uh, controversy, controversy spectrum of Donald Glover's work. I do agree yes. that he has uh, broken some barriers that are really important for his contemporaries and the generation after him. I just don't really I think there's maybe another artist like a Kanye West even though even Kanye is more controversial uh, <laughs> than than Tupac for yeah. me you mean then then Donald then Donald, Donald Glover yes. sorry I yeah. feel like not only that but the Kanye makes more sense because uh well you could look at their trajectory in terms of musicality even because uh, Donald started as you know backpack rapper who was previously like comedian not unknown comedian at that time yeah and then as that started growing, he was on like community and then doing more different types of musical things like Kawhi right. was a completely different soundscape than any of his backpack rap albums. Mm-hmm. Camp, yeah. And then you come to uh was it? shoot, Awaken My Love. Mm, yeah. And everybody was like, Oh, okay, another another Gambino album, we're gonna get some rap and he comes with funk. Completely changes. I mean, you could look at Kanye, like he started off backpack rap and then Eventually, you end up with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, 808s, Yeezus. Um, Even he, though, didn't have necessarily the breadth of sound that already... Yeah. No, true. I mean, this, this is, is going to be super sacrilegious yeah. if I'm talking about, like, he's anything I say sounding like he's better than Kanye. But I'm just saying that <laughs> he's already had a bigger range of sounds from, oh, yeah. from... I don't even know what to call a lot of... Because the internet ranges from straight up freestyle type rapping like yeah. world star to strings orchestral stuff arrangements that have no rapping on them and then he's got awaken my love so that my hot take on this is that i think he's actually a lot of what kanye west says he is i was he, actually gonna he is ask kind of the guy who has become what kanye west is a lot of talk on and he's like he's for years been like since before kim like i'm gonna be this multi-platform like fashion designer, rapper, movie mogul, like I'm going to do all this stuff and like quietly without really saying as much shit about it, even though he is the kind of guy to compare himself to Tupac, Donald Glover's like just quietly, we didn't even say this from the opening, his show's second season (laughs) is coming out in a couple weeks on March 1st. He's starring in the new Star Wars. Two months after that, he's starring alongside Beyonce in The Lion King the year after that. Oh shit. I mean, the run that he's on is kind of unprecedented. What do you think his best album is? Uh, as it could be as well, so obviously critically acclaimed is the most recent one. My, I love because of the internet as a rap mm-hmm. fan, but I think the new one is incredible. Because like, I wonder, and I'm I'm not nearly uh, the fan that I think you and Alex are. Not that I don't like tell? his music, but <laughs> but uh, 
But I wonder if because his he he's able to he, because he's involved in all these other things like uh, television. This is Donald Glover. Um, I don't know if his music can quite reach make the impact that Kanye's has. I would argue that yes, yeah. Kanye has said that you know he's wanted to be all these different things, but the thing that he's really good at, he's in, like you're talking about all sho- time. You're talking about shoes. Yes, yeah. No, no, I'm not talking about the shoes. Dude, Yeezy Yeezy season three changed my life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would just argue that as much as Kanye wants to be all these things, he's a really fucking good music producer. And if if he would just stick with the hat, then maybe it would be these other things that he wants to be involved in would just come naturally. And we'd be like, Oh, it's cool that he's dip, you know, dabbling in shoes and yeah. fashion and all this other stuff. That being said, I saw to, on this subject, I didn't even think about this when we were previewing this topic. Uh, I was reading this week that he pitched very seriously and was like into the script writing process of a show like Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he was yeah. playing a Larry yeah. David esque character, and it was Kanye like a, West. He was playing a yeah. larger than life version of himself, which is hard to believe, with Kanye West. It and was he like, really was yeah. pitching this hard, and he wanted a show about him with Larry, da- like to Larry David himself. No, oh, he was the one that he, w- he was pitching. I might have misread, but well, it, it might. I have would just love been, that yeah. show. I think. Yeah, I think it ended up being that he really wanted to write. If I remember correctly, he was writing a lot of plots that involved all these other characters or yeah. they were and then like the studio or whoever they were pitching to only wanted it if it was literally him all the time and that wasn't really the show anyway we could have had that but instead we have ball in the family <laughs> we would you skip over that today <laughs> i don't want to talk about any lithuanian water brands <laughs> lithuanian basketball tournaments we don't that's not within the scope of this show but i just wanted to throw that into before we started sounding like kanye is made all these empty promises and hasn't even tried to get into shows and movies and stuff because obviously oh, he yeah. did. Um, and his and his other ventures are popular, even if we're not the biggest fans of them. We just can't afford them. There's we're that. just I mean, haters. We're just the even, haters who can't afford it. Even within music, like his tours, he's revolutionized the way people tour even or put on a show. Like, well, I don't know if revolutionized, but he's reinvented it, it for himself many times like album drops like that's the, a fair point that touring to him is like actually yeah. almost a separate category exactly like the life of pablo was uh you know him on a stage like 50 feet above the stage right and everybody seemed could like get the worst it. concert experience to me but people i guess true liked the but vibe. at the same time a lot of the videos you saw everybody who was like you know on the general admission floor looking up at the performance was still crazy into it mm-hmm. so it seemed counterintuitive that that would be a good tour but it seemed to have also been like once in a lifetime experience for everybody who went true so even even within music he's trying to find ways to reinvent things yeah i to the point about if he just would f- if glover would just well you were saying if kanye would just stick to one thing mm-hmm. but donald is to me and probably other people inspiring <laughs> for people who like don't know how to focus multi-hyphenates <laughs> just people because and it's he's the classic case of like a generalist or a jack of all trades master of none even though all these skills he's a master i think that's a different relative. show master of none yeah master of none different show also a dicey topic now um he is obviously a master relative to us at all these things yeah but the case I think you were making earlier is like he's not really a master at any of these things relative to his peers. Mm-hmm. The only one now, 
Well, actually, in TV, it's like literally the hottest TV show. So yeah, he's running the game in that. Hot Lana, baby. He was nominated for album of the year. So maybe actually he is a master. And of he came out things. of the gate being a multi-dimensional creative. It's not like True. Kanye where yeah. he came out as a musician and now we're trying. He's trying to get us to um, appreciate Kanye, the fashion designer. True. I feel like Donald but, Glover from the jump was. But it positioning was themselves. But it, it was, was, it was TV. But he was the big he thing. You had no idea yeah. he would be this good at music. You, you had, had no, no idea, idea that he would be a star. But you knew he was going to try. A, you knew that this a, was like a venture he was interested in. Did he say that? I feel well, like the time that, yeah. from the time that I've known Donald Glover, the creative, it's been in these multiple verticals mm-hmm. and not just TV or not just music. Because yeah. even when he was on TV, that was back. What was his first project? I can't Oof. The but first even thing bef- he was on, even before his first project, was he had a bunch of sound shit, and so mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. unity. From the beginning, yes. From the oh. beginning, he was always pursuing these different things. Wow, I promise. I just read that today. Yeah, he left Thirty Rock, got on was, Community. He was writing for Thirty. And then he Rock. did two comedy yeah. specials, and then it was Camp, the rap album, which you know critics panned. Yeah. yeah. And then he just didn't stop, and he just kept doing cool stuff. But he he'd been continuously dropping, if I'm remembering correctly, like mixtapes. He had been doing SoundCloud shit, like yes. songs even. While he was coming up in the TV game as well, so he's always been trying to do everything. But it's amazing to see how it's come together. Oh, so yeah, we sure. are we incredible. pro uh, comparison to I Tupac. Know, bringing back the Tupac thing, I don't know. I wasn't mad at it, but I also, you know, was what six years old when Tupac died. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not fair for me to really assess it too deeply. But I'm just such a fan; he can't really piss me off. True. So we're excited to see all the things he's got going on. Next one coming up is Atlanta season two on FX premieres March 1st. Don't miss that. For our guest this week, we are grateful to have everyone's favorite Twitter personality in Triangle Hip Hop, and a great rapper too, Danny Blaze. Danny, it's good to have you on the show, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I promise. I promise we will get to music. It's not going to be all <laughs> other shit today, but uh, I did want to start off saying that the way a lot of people, or not the way people know you, but a thing that a lot of people know you for is in the past your crazy thirty tweet diatribes and narratives from uh you know work stories yeah, how did yeah. that start off like you just doing the, when did you find the time to tell these stories on a work break and like I, I work like 14 sometimes 15 hour days and and i work at two very very busy restaurants that i won't name <laughs> but um <laughs> but you've but you've patronized them before oh yeah yeah i have yeah no and, i mean to people listening have yeah. definitely been to these places. Yeah, they have. You know what I mean? And and I don't know. It's like like just throughout these days, so much builds up, and like I used to just go home and just I couldn't even sleep. I would just have to just urgh, just like <laughs> Twitter fingers and just air out my whole day. You know what I mean? And it sounds like Danny needs his own podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, I was saying, and we'll hear definitely some of the stories that'll make for a podcast. But I I was saying earlier, back in the day when you would do it more often, I feel like I'd get to the bottom 
of like a 30 tweet thing and there'd be people that all got down there and everyone was like, thank you so much for this story, man. You know, all these people that favorited it that made it through the whole thing. Yeah, There's man. a little community like, down there. People, people actually rocked with it. And, and I think there's a lot of people can relate, you know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, some of us have to work these jobs where we, where we deal with these lunatics <laughs> on the daily or, you know, just, just this really off the wall shit. And it's like, man, you know. I don't know, it's cool to know people can relate to that and like you know I, I I was told to chill by like management and stuff so I don't I don't do it as much as as often. You need a burner Twitter account like Kevin Durant. Yeah, yo, I need just a joint. But I he already do does have a burner. account. <laughs> this isn't like his real name. It's Danny Blaze. You just yeah. can't let them know. But I guess if you told them about your rap career, right? It'd be hard to both promote <laughs> his music and be under the radar. Yeah, you know, I, I started talking about these things in the music some, and not so much on on Twitter. I, I was told I want to, I don't want to be like a that guy that just talks about his whack work day. And but and people love it. But you weren't that guy. You were the best possible version. Maybe you you were like the best possible version of that guy. That guy taking it to the next level. Yeah, that's what I would what, like to think. All too, right, but. I know you said you had a couple. What's something? <laughs> Can you just give us one? But like, uh, you don't have to tweet it. You'll just say it here. Yeah, and yeah. And, and the funny thing, I, I have a couple that happened recently that I didn't tweet. Like, this perfect. Exclusive. We're premiering this. <laughs> this is a premiere. Yeah, man. It was it was like a couple of weeks ago. This guy came up to the counter where I'm like serving food and just slams his bag on the counter, and he's like, and, and you know, it's, it's weird seeing people's mannerisms. Sometimes you're getting mixed signals. Like he slammed his fucking bag on the table. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting some anger here. But then he's like smiling and he's talking to me. He's like spreading his cream cheese on his bagel. He's like, you know, I keep hearing how great this place is and everyone loves it and it's so amazing. And I'm just like, okay, where is this going? This dude's like pissed, but he's smiling at me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And, and then he's just like, I swear it's like night and day. He just like switches and he's just pissed. He's like, but I can't get a bagel <laughs> with the cream cheese already fucking on it. And, <laughs> and I mean, man, there's kids and old people around and this guy's just yelling and I'm like, uh, well, I'm sorry, sir, that your cream cheese isn't already on your bagel. That's just kind of not how this place works, you know what I mean? And, and I, I mean, that one was just, I don't know, that was one of the... I think not- I've seen that horror movie before, <laughs> what you just described. <laughs> yeah, and there was one, I mean, that one wasn't too... Maybe that was one of those you had to be there things, too. Maybe that was why I didn't tweet about that one, but, like, it was... I think that one was better for the pod than for tweeting. Yeah, yeah, and the one I did briefly tweet about, I didn't, like, have a 30-tweet rant, but, like, this... I, at my morning job, which we we serve burritos and whatnot, this guy asked for like thirteen beans, like specifically. <laughs> this cat asked asked for thirteen beans specifically on his burrito, and I laughed because I thought he was joking. I'm like, all right, yeah, like all right. So black or pinto? Which one, fam? He's like, I, I would like thirteen black beans. I'm, and you ever have that moment where like, oh shit, this dude is serious. Like it kind of hits you. Like like you're like, what the? Oh, like you were for real. And he he's like yeah, yes please and and look man I'm, I'm what a, did you use like a little like did you use yeah I had to take like the tiniest <laughs> scoops and like <laughs> literally scoops. count and I try to respect, you know mental health is a big thing you know what I mean I respect everyone and and you know if if thirteen beans is what this guy needed then goddamn it I was gonna give him thirteen beans but I mean I just had a moment where I'm like yo I don't get paid enough for this shit man. <laughs> like, you know you're holding my line fam. And you're asking me for, and I had to sit there and count specifically like 13. It might not even been 13. Let's just make up a number. It might have been like 11. The point is it was a specific number. Yeah. 
And I was like, wow. I mean, this happened recently. This was very recently. Yeah, this was like a few weeks back. And I was just like, wow. has this dude been here, been, been to your place of. I haven't before? seen him since, but I heard he's been in a couple times. Okay. He's like a local legend. He's I even heard like Bean guy. Yeah, the 13 beat. Yeah, I even heard like other stores. Like, Runaway T coming soon. Yeah. Oh my God. No, you better watch out. He's going to come in the store and be like, I need. 18 beanies. Now, <laughs> that would be easier, though, than 18 beans. It would. How hard is it to just grab 18 Well, beans? anyways, that's, you know, there's, that's not what the whole episode is about today, uh, but I do appreciate those. I mean, I kind of wanted to, for people, if they didn't know you, just talk about, back to the start a little bit, you're Durham-born, through and through, born and raised. Sure. You went to Central, and, I mean, you know kind of the roots of the scene more than a lot of people because you were straight up hanging out at the studio with Ninth yeah. back in the day when you went to Central. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, man. Um, Ninth is actually the whole reason I went to Central, if we're being honest. like I didn't really want to do the college thing. When was this? This was 2007, 2008. Okay. I graduated from Hillside High School. Shout out to y'all. 2008. Go Hornets. Yeah, let's go Hornets. Um, yeah, I'm lying. I graduated in 08, so this is 08, 09. Sorry, not 07, 08. And uh, yeah, he's kind of the whole reason I even went to Central, man, because he had a class up there. I don't know why I had like this plan, like kind of like on some big Sean shit. I was like, I'm gonna rap for ninth and I'm gonna get signed and like it, it didn't <laughs> it didn't go I that way at all. I think Big Sean's in the minority of people that that story worked yeah, out. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I don't even I, I I just had that idea in my head. Like I'm I'm gonna go to ninth's class, I'm gonna meet him, I'm gonna spit for him one day, and he's gonna fucking love it and he's gonna sign me. That's that's gonna be my fucking plan. That did actually but, happen with D Tom Hardy, I think. Yeah, yeah. If I I'm think not that's mistaken. kind of his story. Yeah, and it kinda happened. Well, I'm not gonna say ninth was like responsible for like Mez, but like Mez definitely did come down one day. Like, like I remember the first time I met Mez, my homeboy in said class kept telling me about his, his friend from Raleigh. Like, dude's nice, dude's nice. I'm bringing him down one day. And, like, he did. And then next thing I know, like, Mez was in the studio, like, every hmm. other week. So, you know, that yeah, kind of went that way, too. You know what I mean? But I don't know how my plan just didn't work. I don't think I ever got around to the rapping with Ninth thing. I just started hanging around. Just I don't like, think you're the only person on the podcast today that was attracted to Central in part due to Ninth. Yeah, Am man. I correct in that? Uh, yeah, definitely played into my... Uh, decision a little bit. Granted, he's in a different department. He's works in the history department. I was a mass communication mass communications major, uh, but yeah, it was intriguing to say the least. I was lucky enough to take his class my last semester at Central yeah. uh, last year, and no one, I, no one really took that shot. They didn't shoot their shot on trying to f- like <laughs> freestyle in front of him or anything. Yeah, um, I, don't I didn't. I didn't have any bars written at the time, so <laughs> you know, I was I was focused on running. You didn't away. even have a hip hop podcast at the time. I did not. Oh man, but yeah, I, I had uh, I just kind of went down there for that reason, and I just kind of ended up hanging out in the studio like every day. Like, like we'd go to class, and I, I was I, I felt like Ninth's bag boy. I used to literally help carry like some of his stuff. From class, like the studio, and I just kind of hang out. I would skip work and all that, man. Like, who else was out there with you? Yeah. Like, oh, what other man. artists when were I out there? I've seen everybody. Like, uh, Rhapsody was there. Crisis. This is back when that's he's probably around with... when Rhapsody started to do more with them. Yeah, yeah, man. And this, I think she had like just like stopped rocking with Cooley High, real right. heavy, like and started doing like a lot of solo stuff. And he's working with M One Platoon at the time. Catch from DC. Kinda Shout sick, out to them. Yeah. And uh, man, who I mean, who wasn't in there? Tyler Woods, the uh, R&B hmm. act they had at the time. He was on. Um, damn, now I'm messing it up. He was on the Ninth Wonder and Buckshot album. Yeah, yeah, fact. That's that's deep cut throwback. Yeah, yeah man, that was a joint. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was so many people, man. David Banner came down there one time. Uh, so I, how much were you doing rap before this versus like you were in there and it got you? more serious about it. Well, yeah, that that's and and it's funny cuz that's the reason I dropped out actually. Like I went to Central to kind of like, "Hey, I'm going to be a rapper." And then like it kind of like, "Yo, why am I in school? I want to be a rapper." 
So it's funny how the reason I went is also the reason I stopped going. I don't know. It kind of like made me want to take it more seriously. This podcast is not sponsored by <laughs> NC Central. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Shout out to NCCU, man. Those those couple I years I went so was much dope. that I left. Yeah, I did. It, it inspired me so much that that I was like, all right, well, I'm that's not what school's supposed to do. It's supposed to inspire True. you. True. Yeah. Whatever gets you out the door. Like you're supposed to be there for a little bit and then leave when yeah. the time is right. Yeah. Most people would, you know, preferably leave with a degree. I did not. But um, yeah, I think I think I did what was best for me at the time, and and the time I was there was inspiring. Like like yo, I was like a fly on the wall, man, just watching Knights work. Like I was in the room when he made a uh, Wonder Bread for uh, Big Ream. I remember that very specifically. We made that beat. That was crazy. Dude, I don't know if y'all know that's that. That's a one. whole name that like where where's yeah, Big, Big Remo? Remo? Yeah, fam. where is Big Remo? I, I ain't heard from dude in a little bit, but yeah, I, I used to kick with him sometimes, man. Um, he's not he's not still on the label. If I, I don't think so. If I'm if I've got it correct in my head, I remember specifically a Twitter rant from him. Oh, for real? Like right about after the local the, scene? Or, or no, or about, about the schism between oh, so I wasn't him aware and the record label. If I'm not mistaken, oh. that's another thing we need to fact check. I was not aware of that <laughs> um, at all. The that's early crazy. days of Twitter. We're not know. about the facts, we're just about the takes. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But I was in the room for that. I was in the room when he made uh, that remix for the Cool Kids. I, I forgot what that song, man. There's a Ninth Wonder and Cool Kids song? Yeah, yeah, there's a Cool Kids song that has a Ninth Wonder remix. I, was, I know what now. I'm doing after we finish this podcast. Yeah, I got to look up the name, but it's like one of my favorite songs ever, man. All right, well, fast forward, because I, I don't know. Yeah, we can't do yeah, probably yeah, everything. So I just, I want to get to, I guess, the more recent last few years, like what you've been doing, what you've experienced in the scene, like around this area, how you feel about the music you've been putting out and like the response you've gotten, the shows you've been doing, like yeah, man, what's, um, what's been going on? Everything's been really great. I'm I'm trying to get get back to to releasing stuff. Hopefully this month. Because you said you took kind of a break. Yeah, yeah. I would I wouldn't call it a break per se. I feel like a break is when cats are just like, oh, I'm just gonna sit down and not do anything for a while. Like I had uh put out something in September. My song "Keep It Play" with Wells. Shout out Wells. Shout out Charlotte. Shout out Wells. Yeah, man. Cool dude. Great cat. And then um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I got a little discouraged. Like there was a blog. I'm not gonna name them. Um, they were supposed to premiere it. They told me they were going to premiere it, and then they kind of didn't. I don't know if you remember. I was like saying like I really day. am wondering right now if I'm the person you're talking about. <laughs> no, like, no, I'm yeah. not sure if this happened. <laughs> I'm uh, sitting here like all. sweating like. <laughs> no, not at all, man. I'm not no, it's it's one of these bigger publications, and I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> not air them out. Small fish, like. Uh, no, like I'm not even calling y'all small, uh, man. I'm, I'm just talking yeah. about one of the you know one of the big boys out there. That was there. a horrible feeling. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> yo. <laughs> It wasn't you at all. It wasn't you at all, fam. It was it was one of these these bigger publications, and and they dropped the ball on their end. But hopefully, we can work something out, and it comes back. But yeah, it was just a horrible release. And 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 shout out my team, man. Good folks up at uh, Medium PR. They they still did an incredible job, but it just didn't go how I was supposed to. So I was kind of mm-hmm. like, man, I'm just gonna focus on some other shit. I had a couple cool shows coming up. I was opening for Big, uh, not Big Crit, Lord, I wish. Um, Cousin Stiz at Cat's Cradle. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Opened up for Cooley High. And just had a couple other things going on. So I was just going to focus on that. And, and then I'd, uh, my fault. And then I'd uh, go back to releasing music, you know, this year. And, and I kind of let, I, I kind of let everyone else do their thing in January. Because everyone's like, New Year, New Me. And there's like this flood of, <laughs> which is dope. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, yo, I'm going to let y'all shine. This I'm year, I'm getting gonna... to the money. Yeah, you feel me? Did you ever see that tweet? Have you ever seen somebody tweet that? I, I do, unfortunately. <laughs> I see a lot of people say that. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna let y'all do y'all thing January, even most of February. So hopefully, hopefully, let like, y'all see a lot more of me uh, this month and and, and on. I, I haven't dropped a project yet. I've been I've been solo for two years now, going on three. 
Yeah. And I haven't dropped the project yet. I'm, I'm blessed to have gotten this far off of just like singles and videos. Yeah. But um, hopefully going to give you all a project. It's this an impressive year. thing that like off of the just the single work, you're one of the regular people with shows as far as the quality of the music. Like now we're just waiting on the project. So. We talked a little bit about Thank that you, with I think it was Ace. Yeah. About the last um, like dropping projects versus singles and people being mm -hmm. able to tour and and make their make their moves just off singles. So, yeah, that's awesome yeah. that you're. Uh, able to continue to get booked. I mean, well deserved. I, I'm really looking forward to thank a project. You, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So hopefully, um. So you said that's later this year, right? Yeah. A couple yeah. more singles. Probably, I'm not trying to get you to commit, more. but I'm kind of trying to get you to commit. <laughs> I'll say a few more. I've I've got some really cool stuff. Like these next two, I'm not gonna. Lie, I'm really excited about. Like I was gonna like save them for a little bit, but I'm I'm just gonna come out the gate swinging, man. It's 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 time. I've been holding on to these for a little bit and. I don't know. In my project, I'm I'm kind of like not self conscious about it, but like you put so much work and so much time into it. I want I want to get to a point where people like actually care first before I drop it. And it's you know what I mean? Because I mean, a project, man. You know, ten, eleven songs. Like you have you have to have people that are gonna want to listen to all. Yeah, of you them. don't want to drop that into a black hole. Yeah, that's you the worst me? feeling. It's hard enough to get people to listen to one sometimes, let alone ten or eleven. You know what I mean? And, and you do anything more than that, that's basically suicide at this point. Like people's attention spans are this big these days. You know what I mean? So. So yeah, that's that's what's taking the project so long too. I'm trying to build a decent enough buzz where like people actually want one. I cool. told myself I'm not gonna drop a project until there's a demand for it. No, I'm, I'm not just gonna be like, here, y'all listen to this, and no one's like, hey, who, like who who wanted that? We if you it. if you have a place that you're looking for to premiere a song, we're an email hey. away, we're a DM away, <laughs> man. No, We'd man. love to play a song early. <laughs> you already know I'll drop some in your email. We caught man. the bug last week when we played the Tree City Ace song before it came out. So now I feel like we have a. We have a right to do exclusive drops right, now. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, that's that's cool. Y'all get the y'all get the first first spins out here in these Durham streets, man. Any final thoughts, Justin? Give me that project. Yeah, uh, you got you project. got at least two fans right here on the pod. So <laughs> three, right. if you count Alex, and oh, three. Yeah. yeah, right, right, man. All right, well, it's been good having you, man. Thank you for coming on. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, yeah, we had to cook out and we slapping all the souls on Mama got the chick and my auntie bought the coals My uncle got the weed Yeah, we about to get our roll on Waiting on this since December when it was so long I don't like the freezing weather and the snowfall Can't rock my tank top with my gold on In the summer, everybody like to show off Shorty in the maxi dress, ain't wearing no drawers Goddamn, she got a cute little body Hey, somebody go throw on some tunes, get it started Crips get it cracking, my pop rules get it popping Ain't nobody fighting no, we cool, it's a party This is how we do from like June to like August Sip a couple brews by the pool with my partners It get hot, boy, and I ain't talking many fresh I love the summertime, Will Smith, Jazzy Jeff The song you just heard is NC Cookout Remix with Danny, Ruben Vincent, Caterpillar Jones, and Crosby This is an, like an incredible lineup of dudes I don't know how, I didn't even know about this Yeah, that's stacked That's stacked And one song? Yeah This is like, you know that version of uh, this is the NC version of that one game remix that was like forty hours long. <laughs> uh, this we were really only supposed to do two segments today, but uh, there's another subject that we really wanted to cover quickly because uh, the first Jamla release of the year is going to be an album between Elzai, who you might know from Slum Village, and Crisis, a producer on the Soul Council uh, beat collective within Jamla, and they're doing an album under the name Jericho Jackson. So they just put out their their first song from it called Self Made. So we were going to play that and then uh, talk about it all together with Danny here as well. So this is Self Made by Jericho Jackson. Self 
made since 12th grade. This my calling. Every jewel I drop is money out the sky falling. Ella's that nigga. Some of y'all forgotten when I'm jotting. My pen bleed while yours be blood clotting. I give them pain and give them mercy. Decisions, decisions. They say my bars set them free in all the prison divisions. This weakness. Notice foes are likely not on the hills of this. Stand up, nigga. Always thinking on his toes. Self-made since 12th grade. That's my calling. Every jewel I drop is money out the sky falling. Like it's raining on the stripper, I was eyeballing. Faces in my lap, fingers up my that song uh, was was fantastic. I'm a huge fan of El's Eyes from back in the day. Uh, we were talking about Off Mic, about Hiding Place, mm-hmm. being probably one of my favorite Little Brother songs. Yeah. El's Eyes featured on that. One of the best um, verses I've ever heard. Yeah, just quite smash that track. He does a lot of work with Voice to Five Nine and Black Milk because yeah. they're all Detroit uh, MCs. Black Milk also does a lot of production. Uh, they have a track together, Deadly... Deadly melody that I really like as well. It's a, a few years old, but yeah, Elzai man, just one, in terms yeah, of lyricism, I, is just one of the best. He had a new album just came out too. Elzai, yes. Bang. When? Uh, a few months ago. Let me look that up. Oh shit! Fact I'll tell you, I'll we tell are fact checking on yeah, this pod. That production on that track by Crisis, like the interplay with that saxophone sample yeah. with with the words, which we had to go look up because yeah. it's. Yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah. four tracks that a, old. That's a fact that I can tell. <laughs> that I can talk about that sample. That um, seems like a really like it's. You've probably heard it before from rap music because I I remember from uh, Jay Z was the most common one was on a song he had that I remember it from a friggin' Budweiser commercial actually. <laughs> um, and it was called "Show Me What You Got." Show me what you got from uh, Kingdom Come. From Kingdom Come, which I didn't know that that was from a Public Enemy song called "Show Um What You Got." Yep. And it's a sample from a group called, for anyone who's still listening that cares, Lafayette Afro Rock Band for a song called Darkest Light. So, yeah, you might have uh, recognized yeah. that sample. I just love the way he cut it up because in, in both the other tracks, the sample plays the way it was on the original uh, song by the Lafayette Afro Rock Band. But on, on, you know, Crisis, as any Soul Council member would do, he takes it and he cuts it in this really, really intricate way. But he, he does it so that it matches you know, the wordplay that's going on from Elzai, and it just, it, I don't know, it's magic. So I'm very excited for this project as a whole. The album came out in 2016. So not two months ago, two years ago. <laughs> but he's been active on his own, was my point. Yeah, so, I mean, this this project's pretty exciting. Uh, kind of related to, you know, obviously, Jericho Jackson is, you know, Jamla. You know, this is coming off uh, Soul Council, or Crisis, who's on the Soul Council. Uh, you know, for me, that's kind of been what Jamla's been known for, for years is the soul council you have this lineup of producers and you never really had mcs or any any kind of rappers that were known for being on jamla or jamla was never known for producing rappers they just produced producers um but then you got rhapsody coming out now this new project who and, and elzai's not necessarily on jamla but i mean it seems like they're trying to go into a direction of having bigger projects with bigger rappers to line up with their Soul Council and yeah, Black Thought coming out with that, you know, Ninth and Black Thought album is gonna be, that's gonna be pretty big, uh, yeah. pretty huge. So I mean, it, it seems like they're trying to go into a direction where it's not just they're known for their lineup of producers, but right, just, yeah, hip hop in, in general. Why do you think that is? Because like they have rappers, they have Rhapsody, yeah. they have GQ, they have uh, they actual, had, proof. And they had actual proof, they yeah. had the Tom Hardy, right? So I mean, I mean, why do you think they focus more on the production side? Why I think it's just the growth of the label and yeah. the access that Ninth has now. Yeah. I mean, he could get any MC that any mm-hmm. of these producers wanted, and so and 
because they're disciples of his in a lot of ways, um, there's a quality of production there that a lot of these MCs respect. And so they're like, okay, yeah, you know, a guy like Elzai, you know, they they pair him up with Crisis. And Mm -hmm. as we heard with Jericho Jackson, there's a lot of um, potential there. So yeah, yeah, I think there's just, yeah, the, the respect now that Ninth has in the scene is he's able to use that leverage with his producers to yeah. get these like bigger MC names. And maybe that's just to help push the label more so that some of these smaller MCs on the label can get recognized. Exactly. You know, the more eyes that are on JMO, the the better for exactly. everybody involved. It's interesting what you bring up about Rhapsody being like the first who's gained really big traction yeah. from the label because, yeah, tip, she's from not this point, first, yeah, she's this not, point yeah, forward, sorry. or I mean, sorry, this point going backwards, the biggest person on the label was Ninth, obviously, yeah. the guy who started it, and he's a producer. And uh, it makes me think about if Rhapsody now, with the ascent she's been on, what that might do for Jamla as a mm-hmm. as a label known for producing rappers, if that'll hopefully get them more looks. Hopefully that'll help, like, Ruben Vincent, just pat a mixtape. Exactly. Excited to see what he's going to do. And, yeah, how that will play into this structure of and Ninth doing the, well, obviously Crisis and Elzai, uh, Ninth and, and Black Thought, like, I don't know what else they have planned. Hon- honestly, even the Ruben Vincent mixtape is kind of a big thing because even when, you know, actual proof was first starting, you'd have an actual proof release and you'd have n- pretty much nothing else for like months before big or months Remo. after. But uh, that's the thing, though, is like you'd have these random ass drops coming from Jamla with these with their with their rappers that are on the label. But you'd always have like the, you know, something was going on with their producers at some point. It might And it wasn't necessarily always with the Jamla rapper mm-hmm. and so even you know the Ruben Vincent thing he's a new signee and it's not like a major project or whatever but it's his first mixtape right I yeah. believe yeah so. is Knott's on the label Knott's the producer uh, I don't think so I think he's think just so. affiliated yeah. with them okay yeah but yeah 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 oh, also add to that's true I don't know what's you know this is like I don't know if it's a PR thing or what just like a lot of people that it's you don't know What's coming, or who we just talked earlier about Big Remo and where he's at, or what's going on? And I'm pretty sure we're pretty sure he's not on it, but even add to, but we don't, that's the thing, we don't Chicago. even know if he's not on it. That's the thing, like, yeah. you, don't, you don't know who's on it or who isn't, you kind of just have to guess at this point. But, but it seems they, like they they're probably have a website, true. But be my like, guess, look, I think this is another thing we can fact check. Yeah, apparently, Knotts is on the label, he's had a lot of cool work in the last couple of years, high tech, apparently. Like, I, yeah. I had no idea about any of this. It's a lineup full of. Basically ninth affiliates though. So we don't know how strict that really is. Like if they're yeah. really on Jamla or they're friends of Jamla, but whatever. This is an album. Like suffice to say, it's cool to see them doing a lot of bigger projects Definitely. and having things lined up months in advance that we're all excited for. Yeah, and you know, hopefully this is going to be a big year for Jamla. We'll just have to see. Yeah. All right, two twenty three, February twenty third. Uh, look out for the album from Jericho Jackson. You were infant in shark water, Marauder throwing shots against an infinite spark. Inside the boundary of a city, state, and county. Who's down to put a bounty on my head before they crown me? Giving me more reasons to pour Riesling and activate the door keys in the four seasons. Where I'm from, make the news that I interrupt the program. Some are faced the music, others caught up in the slow jam. It took away the hoop goals to know that I could show you the road to strangle you with them if you're looking for some loopholes. What's in my bio is hazardous and his bio is matches and gas chambers a water gun in Ohio an asteroid in the troposphere speaking towards a hopeless mere mortal others appear normal through my air portal